this idea of the sexless marriage and, oh, sex is an unimportant part of a relationship, where I say the opposite is true. Sex is actually the glue that binds you together. And it's your super fuel. When you're really tapping into your sexual energy as a couple, you unleash the superpower, creative, manifesting energy, confidence, vitality that you then channel into all parts of your life. This season of Reconditioned is made possible thanks to Hifastatera, and I'm a little bit obsessed with them and I want to tell you why. So if you follow me on social media, you'll know I talk about mushrooms a fair bit. Yes, I am that wild, and no, not the psychedelic kind. Not this time anyway. I've known about the crazy health benefits of medicinal mushrooms for a while, especially after watching Fantastic Fungi on Netflix, but I never found a brand that I fully trusted. And then I came across Hifas Deterra, and I am not exaggerating when I say it has been life-changing. They have medicinal mushroom products to support autoimmune diseases, allergies, hormonal imbalances, gut health, brain function, emotional well-being, musculoskeletal issues, the list is endless. And because they're one of the few mycotherapy companies to actually carry out clinical trials on their products, they've been able to develop their Onco range, specifically for cancer. And potentially my favourite, they have products for children's immune systems and the gut-brain axis. Great for ADHD, sensory issues and gut support. These have got my kids through this winter of illness and they've made a huge difference to my son's sensory challenges. I'm swearing by them. Hifastatera mushrooms are not only certified organic, but they use the fruiting body of the mushroom as opposed to the root, which even the so-called top mycotherapy companies are not doing because it's more time-consuming and more expensive, but Hifas are. Spoiler, you get more benefits from the fruiting body, which is one of the reasons Hifas products are more effective. The concentration and content of their products are also much higher than standard brands and the company are constantly striving for quality, effectiveness and safety, putting over 60% of their profits back into research. These products have changed my life and I want you all to have access to this level of healing. So visit hifasdaterra.co.uk that's h-i-f-a-s-d-a-t-e-r-r-a.co.uk and use code LAUREN15 for 15% discount. Thank you so much to Hifas Deterra. Hi, I'm Lauren Vaknin, and you're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast. I created this podcast following my journey from severe disability since infancy to complete wellness as a way to share my passion of healing the whole self because I learned in my own journey to wellness and through my two decades in the wellness industry that it makes no difference what you're here to heal. It all requires the same whole person approach. We tackle everything from trauma, health optimization and neuroplasticity to manifestation, holistic parenting and everything in between to help you create an optimized life of well-being, abundance, self-mastery and purpose. You're not meant to live a life of stagnation and you're not meant to be just fine. So hang around and let me help you recondition your life back to wholeness. Hi everyone, thank you for being here. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Kim and Ami is 
oh my goodness, what an education on sexuality and sexual pleasure. And I just want to say, first off, don't discount this if you see yourself as a non-sexual person, if you don't have an active sexual life, whether you're single or whether that is in partnership. Please listen to this, men and women, because there is so much to learn from this episode about how stepping into our sexuality, learning how to move into deeper states of pleasure increases our vibration, raises our vibration, therefore making us be able to manifest more because we become more powerful, because pleasure makes us powerful. And the practices that Kim talks about are things I had personally never heard of before. So it's been an education for me going through her work and going through her salons, um, what she calls her courses salons. Um, And today we were talking specifically about um, vaginal kung fu because that one is about to launch. So if you suffer from prolapse um, or you, I mean, anything at all. She said, you know, I I said to her in the episode, who is this episode for, who is this uh, course for? And it's really just about strengthening your vagina so you can experience deeper levels of pleasure as well as healing your vagina of prolapse, of incontinence, of sexual trauma, of pretty much anything. And so that course is about to drop. Um, and I think she keeps registration open for a couple of weeks only. So I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that and get all the information there. Um, And I just highly recommend starting with this course because when you start with these practices for yourself, strengthening your vagina, learning how to use the exercises in the, I mean, when you do this course, she sends you the most beautiful yoni egg, vaginal uh, uh, jade egg kit. It's so stunning. And um, you get to go through all these practices to strengthen yourself so that you can bring this incredible sexual energy to partnership so um yeah listen enjoy I want to hear your thoughts on this episode um because it's obviously very different to other episodes that we've done and you know I do speak in the episode about okay how is this related to health and well-being growth well it is because stepping you know your sexuality is part of you and when you learn how to embody that and 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 step into that you become more powerful you become healthier because when you experience joy and pleasure you raise your vibration this is part of health because of how it when you embody this you exude something completely different and I know this through my own experiences so I hope that you will listen to this and um, really kind of listen with an open mind and an open heart regardless of where you are currently when it comes to your sexuality Um, and go ahead and follow Kim and Ami on social media on Instagram because her stuff is amazing and her podcast orgasmic enlightenment is an education in itself and if you are a woman and you are listening to this and you have a partner get your partner to listen to this if you are a man and you are listening to this take heed listen to what she says and get your partners to listen to this um so I hope you enjoy this episode I'm so excited for you to hear it and once again if you do enjoy this episode please consider leaving me a review uh, a five-star rating and a review because it pushes the podcast into other people's uh, stratospheres if you do that so more people see it so more people can have access to this work um so thank you for being here i appreciate you (music) 
Kim Anami is a holistic sex and relationship coach, writer, and speaker. Her work is a spiritual synthesis of over two decades of Tantra, Taoism, transpersonal psychology, philosophy, and a host of quantum growth accelerating practices she uses to propel clients into higher stratospheres of connection, intimacy, energy, and creativity. Her musings on life and love have graced Playboy, Elle, Marie Claire, Shape, The Sunday Times, The Daily Mail, GQ, and national talk shows. She divides her time between many locations and a host of beaches in between, where she not only lives and surfs, but lifts objects with her vagina. She's even created and amassed a following behind her hashtag, Things I Lift With My Vagina, which you can check out on Instagram at Kimonami. Her courses, which she calls salons, are life-changing, and we're about to talk about them now. So Kim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. As you know, it's a big deal for me because I am a big fan of your work. And I guess where I want to start is people listening might be wondering how what you do is related to wellness. But I think that women and men, let's focus on women for the moment, but everyone stepping into their sexuality and understanding the power behind their sexuality and the 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 health that can come as a result of experiencing pleasure is part of wellness. So that is uh, why I have you here. So before we start, what things do you lift with your vagina? (laughs) You name it, I can lift it. So everything from fruit, tropical fruit, small furniture. I've lifted things like surfboards in Venice Beach, a Murano glass chandelier in Venice, Italy, a piece of the Berlin Wall at the Berlin Wall in Germany. In Bali, I love sampling all the tropical fruit and lifting them with my vagina. So when I when I took this whole thing on the road, my goal was to lift objects that were indigenous to various regions with my vagina. So that was the theming, the theming behind it. And um yeah, I've been to many different places and showcased <laughs> my vaginal talents along the way. Yeah, which we all get to see, thankfully, on Instagram, uh, which has been such an education. Uh, So before I start getting into um, all the good stuff, I always start by asking my guests, what have you done so far today to support your wellness? What have I done so far today? So it's morning for me and I have meditated and done some red light therapy. And if I'd had a little more time, I'll probably do it later, is some form of exercise I would normally do in the morning. Yeah. Do you do the red light therapy on your vagina? Yes. Same. I'm a massive fan. And I loved your, um, your initiative this summer, the past summer about sunning our bits. And I actually did the hashtag and, you know, of me, you know, doing that and tagged you in it. And um, yeah, kind of set a whole wave in motion of people all over the world starting to sun their bits. Can, we're gonna. I want to go into your backstory and how you got into this, but can you explain the purpose of why it's important to get the sun to those places? Right. And look, normally I'm in a non-tropical area right now. And if I was in the tropics, I would forego the red light and just use sunlight, you know, sunlight on my body every day for about an hour at least, and then sunlight directly on the genitals. So um, 
how did I find out about genital sunning or what was using what's the benefit of it? Yeah, what's the benefit? Because I think a lot of people are scared of sun generally anyway, but um when you mention sunning your genitals, people are like, Whoa, <laughs> will I get burnt? Why am I doing this? Right. And I think you nailed it that that starts with this manufactured fear of the sun, of mm-hmm. blaming the sun for all kinds of things like cancers when it's really the opposite, that the sun prevents these things. And yeah. moderated sun exposure, controlled sun exposure is actually very ne- nourishing and healing and boosts our system in multiple ways. And so the Taoists, like we'll get into this a bit later, but my whole practice of lifting weights with the vagina involves using a jade egg. And that is a 5,000-year-old Taoist practice. And so a lot of their ideas and techniques in terms of conscious sexuality were really resonated with me because they look at sex as this pathway to enlightenment rather than this taboo, shameful experience, which is really everything you see in our modern world. And so they talked about the importance of getting sunlight on the genitals and particularly at the perineum. So the perineum, the area between our bits and our butt, and that it's like a, it's an acupressure point. It's a doorway. And so we can directly mainline sunshine in that way as well. Mm. And so I, if you try it, you'll see how it feels like even 10, five minutes with the sun penetrating your genitals gives you this overall body high. You can feel aroused from it and energized Mm. from it. And so there have been studies done with red light exposure on definitely male genitals. I'm not sure about female where testosterone production increased by something like 300% and 500%. These were studies back even in the twenties. So this has been, you know, and like there are these sunlight clinics in Switzerland that they used to treat people for different diseases and tuberculosis in the early 1900s, where they would wheel patients out into the sun and expose mm. their whole bodies to the sun. So we are living in a, you know, a fabricated psyop reality when it comes to the lies about sunshine right right now. Yeah. And then, of course, any opportunity to, you know, I'm all about exposing as much sun as possible to as much body as possible to the sun and then exposing our genitals is like a high grade way to get that energy and nourish our genitals. And so people usually have very immediate responses and you can share your experience, like how it feels to either get sunshine there or use red light in the absence of sunshine. Yeah. Well, I live in the UK, so (laughs) there's a lot of absence of sunshine, but we've got a red light panel um, that we use a few good few times a week very frequently because I feel like we need that and actually my health is really I've noticed so many different things happen in my body through using the red light but especially on my I mean my husband and I make a conscious effort that when we're we're doing it we do it on our jet like we do the whole front of our body legs open so it's um yeah it feels great it's amazing so I for those who don't know of your work yet and, and actually, I don't know the history of how you got into this because the stuff you talk about, your podcast is life-changing. And we'll talk about your courses, which are unbelievably life-changing as well. But your podcast is an education. It's such an education. But when I listen to it, I'm like, how does someone get into this and know this much about sex and how to have these deep orgasms? You talk about, you know, clitoral orgasms being kind of just the surface 
um, of what an orgasm can be and cervical orgasms and vaginal orgasms being a lot more intense. How did you learn all of this and what was your kind of journey to this? From a young age, I had a strong awareness of my own sexual energy. And then when I began exploring sexually, I had some very potent cataclysmic experiences where I felt like um, it brought me more into who I was, right? Like that I felt self-realized after having these experiences. And I'd been mm-hmm. studying about Maslow and psychology, you know, at this time. And so all of that kind of fit and, you know, and obviously like that was nothing like, again, the taboo and the shame and all of the restriction around modern day sexuality that you normally would see and be exposed to. And so I was just like, wow, this thing is like a portal into other dimensions, these sexual experiences. And then later I found Taoism and Tantra and realized like they were speaking that same language as me. But even prior to that, I had, you know, G-spot orgasms and cervical orgasms and clitoral orgasms. And that was all from my own exploration, whether it was by myself or with a partner is just really, I think because I had that sense, this faith that sex was some kind of really portal-like magical transporting system, (laughs) transformative power that I just gave myself to it. And found all of these things in my own exploration. So no one taught me there was a certain kind of orgasm or how to do it. I had zero technique given to me that was all just following the sense, like there's something really important here and being open to it and having, and then having more and more of those kinds of life-changing experiences and having the faith to keep going and and also seeing that the longer I would make love for the more powerful they were. Mm-hmm. And so I was very fortunate early on to have some partners who just were very, very long lasting and dedicated to the art. And again, I don't think they, they didn't show me technique, but they were just into the, the long haul. Mm-hmm. And it was within that that I think you get those level. It's like, that's kind of the 10,000 hour thing. Break mm-hmm. that down to like a one, two, three hour sex date where the universe begins to reveal its secrets to you that in a three minute encounter and statistically speaking, you know, most men ejaculate within three minutes of intercourse. Nobody's getting to these deep places, neither mm-hmm. man or woman, if they're having that kind of sexual experience ever. Ever. It's just going to feel like something that you bust out as stress relief rather than my whole notion of orgasmic enlightenment, that you can find God through sex, that you can find this portal to other dimensions of reality through your genitalia. Mm-hmm. I My question that I was thinking when you were, when you started talking, were you raised kind of not around any shame surrounding sex because it's very unusual to have that I guess that that faith and that dedication with it because often I mean I was raised in it my my, sex was never taboo in my house my my mom was always very open about sex so I I also never had that but even like as a girl growing up you know as a teenage girl even around your peers there's lots of shame the things you see on tv how did that not kind of uh, affect you in that way? And, and and you kind of carried on this path? Well, I think it did. And yet, because I had that strong inner sense of what this was, mm. even if I couldn't fully articulate it, you know, that's when um, that I 
held on to that. And then I think that we all have to go through some level of sexual initiation and block clearing and examining all of the ideas and beliefs and projections that we are imposed upon us, right? Like, for example, as a woman, I think no matter how liberated you might grow up, um, the idea of Madonna whore, right? It's pretty much an archetype Mm. that takes place in every culture. A woman's a virgin or a slut. There's not this happy medium for a woman to be a sexually expressed, healthy, voracious being. Mm. And so we have to create that within ourselves and own that within us. And even men, men hold those projections as well. And so for my work is all about helping people to find those false beliefs and preconditioned ideas programming that they've taken on and bust through it right because mm-hmm. i believe that underneath it everyone has these abilities like i have something i call the anami guarantee which says that all women are multi-orgasmic can have g-spot orgasms cervical orgasms squirting orgasms ejaculate that hits the ceiling everyone can shoot ping pong balls from her vagina every woman has a voracious libido every man can be multi-orgasmic and last for eight hours at a time and learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation i guarantee that every person can do these things. And that's very opposite to what you might hear from a typical sex coach, like, there, there, little girl, it's okay if you can't do that, don't worry about it. Or medical science, oh, there is no such thing as a G-spot. Oh, clearly you just don't know how to fuck your wife, but (laughs) you're trying to make a study out of it to justify (laughs) that. Um, You know, is like perpet is just busting through all these myths. So I wouldn't say I grew up in a particularly like liberal household. I wouldn't say it was really like bad shame rammed down my throat, but just kind of the general energies, I think, and ideas that are floating around our culture. Mm. But because I had kind of a strong sense of that and faith in myself is that I was able to hold on to that, I suppose. Mm. I guess when it comes down to it, it's it's destiny, isn't it? Because I, I suppose it's the same with me. You know, how did I hold on to this belief that, you know, yeah. holistic and a, a holistic approach to healing was going to heal me and conventional medicine wasn't going to do that for me, even though the whole society around me told me otherwise. I suppose once right. you're on a path to something and you 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 feel that in you, you have that innate intelligence that guides you on your journey, on your destiny, on your, with your dharma, you um you somehow just stick to that and, and follow it right following the path yeah that's beautifully said and I think all people who end up being innovators in some way or who break the molds even within their own personal life and journey right like that's I think that's the price of admission sometimes mm-hmm. is having to buck up against and those are all kind of like tests of your resolve mm-hmm. and to be like okay do I buy into your truth even though you're trying to ram it down my throat or do I stick to the truth inwardly that I know and I think what goes along with that is a level of courage right all people mm-hmm. who break through conditioning have to be connected to their own courage because they have to step out sometimes by themselves they have to face criticism and haters or whatever you want to call it but if your belief is that strong they kind of ping off of you right yeah. like you just be like eh, you're wrong you know you have yeah. the courage to stand up and say like oh well it sucks to be you like you can carry on in your whatever, you know, limited belief system, but I'm, I'm on my journey, you know, you can come along or get off the road. 
Yeah. When you're at that point of you are so living in your truth, you don't, you stop questioning it. And it just, it, it is true. I've got, it's funny because when you said, no, you're wrong, we've got a piece of artwork in our kitchen that says your opinion is wrong. And <laughs> I always love that. Um, I guess, so a lot of women that I hear speaking will say things like, my husband and I don't really, you know, we, we don't really have much sex, but that's okay. Like we don't, we don't need that. We, you know, we're, we're okay. And I just don't think everyone needs that. Lies, in their relationship. Lies, lies. Right. I want you to talk about that or like really speak to that from the perspective of these women that might be listening, being in those relationships, thinking that that is true because I've heard on your podcast, women, because you have well-fucked all stars, which is the most brilliant title for, <laughs> for these women that come on. And because I, I I want to explain as well for anyone listening who thinks, no, this isn't for me, that there are some women on your podcast that were literally the other end of the spectrum, not thinking that they needed sex, not ever having had an, I mean, I listened to one episode where women had, a woman had never had an orgasm. She was married for years, let alone a, you know, a cervical orgasm. She'd never had an orgasm. So for all those women who are listening, who might be thinking, you know, it's fine. Like my relationship is as it is, and we just don't need sex. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I'd say that's a cope, right? And that's culturally reinforced this idea of the sexless marriage and, oh, sex is an unimportant part of a relationship where I say the opposite is true. Sex is actually the glue that binds you together. And it's your super fuel when you're really tapping into your sexual energy as a couple, you unleash the superpower, creative, manifesting energy, confidence, vitality that you then channel into all parts of your life. And so, yes, like we've had women come into my work and we do, we, we profile both men and women in my podcast and we call them well-fucked all-stars. And these are people who've really applied themselves and committed to the work and then had these really stellar results, like almost unbelievable, right? Like if you didn't hear them telling the story, you know, and hear their authenticity, you'd totally. be like, whoa. And one of those examples, like I have many women, you know, we have one, there's an episode called how to have vaginal orgasms, G-spot, cervical, et cetera. And this woman had never had any orgasms before and not even clitoral. And she was what she would have described as an underfucked woman. She was naggy and bitchy and angry with her husband all the time. She had one child at that point, And then somehow she'd come across my work and decided to just give it a shot. Right. And she threw herself into it. And she, um, you know, she had a job, she had a one or two year old child, a husband, and she just made it happen because people will come up with all of their excuses. And having children is a very socially acceptable excuse for not being intimate with your partner. And she would be on her way home from work and she would stop the car and pull over for two hours and self-pleasure in her car. Or when her son was having a nap, she would go into the bedroom instead of napping herself or doing chores, she would self-pleasure, right? And one by one, she got to all these different orgasmic states and now to the point where she had a fully orgasmic birth, right? Or yeah. several of them, you know, her births have been actual orgasms, not yeah. a trace of pain, just pure pleasure and psychedelic transcendence. And so when people get into that space, and I've got lots of couple interviews too, where they will tell you the differences in their relationships, where they had maybe the same rationalizations. We just don't have time. We have other things going on. It's not that big a deal. We're such good buddies and we're such good partners. The sex eh, doesn't really matter. Right? Oh, we're not, we're not that sexual. Like bull fucking shit. Mm -hmm. I completely 
call out that notion and assert that everyone is. And if you aren't tapping into that energy, you're operating at a massive deficiency. You just mm -hmm. don't know it yet. And so every woman can get there. And if you think that you don't need it, it's a lie. You're lying to yourself. You don't know what you don't know. And once you start to know that and explore these things, you'll see yourself wake up and never look back. And a great way to do that is just start listening to some of my podcast episodes and my videos, especially where we have interviews with these people and you can hear them tell their story and they've probably been exactly where you are and they now they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Here's the thing about stress and anxiety. Our bodies have not evolved to manage the level of stress we're faced with today, which means that we are constantly in fight or flight mode. And you'll feel this through anxiety and overwhelm, and also through your chronic health problems. Modern life breeds stress, which breeds dis-ease. But if we want to be well, we have to lessen that stress ourselves. Now, I've personally been reducing my stress and overwhelm for nine months now, using the Sensate. It's a small palm-sized device that sends infrasonic waves through the chest in order to activate the vagus nerve and calm the autonomic nervous system, which is the body's command center. You use it while playing the specially composed hemispheric audio within the app, and the majority of people report feeling calmer after only a short session. Everyone I lend it to ends up buying one because of how much calmer they instantly feel. Now I'm particularly recommending the Sensate to anyone who suffers from anxiety and wants help calming the nervous system, those who want to deepen their meditation practice, and people who are looking for ways to be calmer and more grounded. You can get £30 off the Sensate by visiting getsensate.com and using code LAUREN30. That's G-E-T-S-E-N-S-A-T-E dot -E com, LAUREN30. Thank you so much to Sensate for partnering with Reconditioned. Now back to the episode. Yeah. And I can speak to that just from starting, you know, having those early days of kids and being like, I just, you know, sex is just not on the car. I don't feel great about my body. I'm breastfeeding. I this, I that to going into this journey with my husband and opening up our sex life to something more than what was, I guess, conventional studying Tantra and just implementing new practices and experiencing different things. And I mean, you know, he's your biggest fan. So like he, he would listen to your part. I would walk in, you know, we've got a little gym space at home and I'd walk in there and he'd be on the cross trainer and I like, oh, I, can't, I hear Kim, <laughs> but it is because, you know, like your salons take it to the next level. And, and I want to get on to talking about your salons, but um, just as a, as an entry level a kind of uh, introduction into your work, the the podcast just gives people the belief at that point that that these things are possible. And yeah. I just know that the difference, you know, my husband always says, it's not that it's about the sex, it's what the sex does for us in our union and what those practices have done for us in, in bringing us to another, it adds another layer to our relationship that wasn't there before. The understanding that comes as a result of having that connection on a deeper level, that's not just like, okay, quick, let's do it then. Well, you know, oh, it's Saturday, yeah. I better, you know, <laughs> I better get naked, um, you know, and, and actually wanting to, and actually having, 
it, it just builds a, a connection that's different to what I had before with my husband. Um, and, and that's super fa- powerful because then <laughs> that takes you, and it's really hard to explain, right? Because I find myself like, I should be able to articulate this better, but I'm not. <laughs> but it's just kind of what those sexual practices have done. And like you say, you can find God, enlightenment, you know, through sexual practices. And I have experienced that. You know, I, I genuinely have experienced it through certain things that we've learned through your work, being able to get to those levels. Like, you know, when you have the crying fits after you've had an orgasm and you're like, something's just moving through your body and then you're just releasing something and you're crying and you're laughing. And it's just, you know, crazy what it does for your relationship when you've experienced that with a partner um, and with yourself. You know, I think that anyone listening who is single, like there is so much, it doesn't have to be with a partner, right? Like it's just so much you can, like you said about that woman who would just do all these self-pleasuring practices. Yeah. And then take that back into her relationship. But lots of women do, and men do my salons as single entities and they cultivate all these skills and this self-knowledge. And then they up-level going into their next relationship because you're now vibrating at a different frequency, right? You've looked through, you've cleared some blockages, you've feng, feng shui'd your sex what belief system, energy, and then you attract somebody who's a higher caliber than looping patterns you might've been stuck in in the past. I'm really glad you touched on that because I wanted to ask you from your perspective and through your own words, how does stepping into your sexuality in this way increase your ability to manifest? So that's one of my favorite topics in this realm. So the whole notion here is that sexual energy is life force energy. This is the energy that creates new life. And if we're not creating babies with it, we can actually consciously learn to tap into that energy and harvest it and then channel it out into every part of our lives. And so over the years, I've watched this happen happen where somebody may have been. So again, this idea that you're operating at a deficiency is that every part of your life then gets sucked into this vortex of your your black hole of lack of sexual connection. So rather than life force energy that's going out into the world, you're sucking things and negativity and attracting it into your life and into your space. And so there's countless examples where everything from people's careers to their financial situations to their bodies have been transformed through getting in touch with their sexual energy. Like for example, people who let's say they work in more of a nine to five job that's more pay the bills and not an expression of their true dharma, the more that they inhabit their sexual energy, which is really their essence, right? That is your genetic blueprint essence of who you are. They begin to inhabit and wear this energy. They start to make choices in their lives that are more in alignment with with the truth of who they are. And that might mean quitting a job that's not really, their heart really isn't in it and moving, gravitating towards something that it is. And that'll happen naturally without them being okay today's the day i'm going to quit they just find themselves unstoppably overcome with this momentum that's propelling them towards the things that they love and are in harmony with and that turn them on right versus the things that deaden them 
And that happens in relationships. If the partner joins the journey, they will elevate their sexual connection and their relationship that spills out into their children. Even like I've watched where families become more cohesive and harmonious couples who are not connected, that they will manifest that that will show up in their children acting out in some way. And then couples magically get more in sync and harmony. They're making love regularly and suddenly their children calm down. They're better behaved. They're more affectionate, right? They're not acting out in ways. And you could say, oh, it's just a coincidence, but it's not. When you start to see these changes, as mm-hmm. I've seen them happen, right, over hundreds and thousands of people, and then you start to see them in your own life, it's a pattern. It's a pattern that's like recognizable. Um, weight loss, right? People who've been carrying like, I believe weight is really unprocessed baggage, right? Like that we carry things on our body that we haven't been able to metabolize. And our sexual energy acts as this incredible combustion engine to go in there and alchemize all of this dross in our field and just get rid of it. And, you know, years ago, after a really difficult breakup I had, I'd been at a set point weight for like for like a couple decades. And I, I just gained 10 pounds, like out of the blue. I didn't eat differently. I didn't stop exercising. It was like the unprocessed weight of this relationship. Like it, it ended very abruptly. And so there wasn't a really good sense of closure and processing. And then I really dove into, I created something I call Meditate, Masturbate, Create, which is a really conscious self-pleasuring practice where you spend some time in meditation. I use a word that I call hue, it's an ancient name for God, energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it. I'll chant that for anywhere from five to 20 minutes. I self-pleasure where I'm breathing throughout my self-pleasuring process and moving sexual energy throughout the body anywhere from 15 to 40 minutes, and then go do something creative with that energy. I've revved up this sexual engine and now I'm going to go, for me, it's usually writing, but you could do anything. You could go to the gym and work out. You could clean your house. You could build something in your yard. (laughs) You know, any number of things qualify as handling that creative energy and the weight, you know, it just came off because I was metabolizing that experience and processing Mm -hmm. it through my vagina, (laughs) like through the ultimate alchemical crucible. And, you know, I see that happen with clients all the time where you defy the laws of physics, right? Suddenly like weight just is gone in a week. And you're like, I didn't do anything different. You didn't have to do anything different physically apart from go fuck yourself or make love with your partner, (laughs) right? Go fuck yourself in the most magical conscious way. Um, And that's another differentiation, right? It's not just about having lots of random unconscious sex where you're racing to orgasm. It's about using these experiences to become more conscious, more connected to yourself, more connected to your partner. I differentiate what I call gourmet sex and junk food sex. And I'm all about the gourmet sex or like healthy food versus not, you know, not healthy Mm -hmm. food. You can feel the difference in your body, right? Anyone knows if you're on a reasonably healthy diet and you eat something that you know isn't very good, you'll feel it. You'll be sensitive to that. And most people know when they have a less than savory, 
you know, casual or, you know, not very, not very like committed, let's say sexual experience and no judgment. I have no judgment about that. It's more like the quality of the energy that you're bringing, right. And receiving, and you can get this kind of hungover, like, like, what did I just do? And, and, you know, and let into my body or put my Mm -hmm. body inside of, right. Those are legit consequences that we have just been kind of trained to brush aside, right. In the pursuit of like, oh, it's like, you can just fuck anyone anywhere. And that's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Our bodies register all of these energies and encounters, but we've been kind of made to think in this like modern, super cool way. Like it doesn't matter. It does, it does matter. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not from the place of judgment morally. I don't care. I could not care less. It's more about what is the energetic consequence and barometer of what you're experiencing. Yeah, I totally resonate with that because the more I move through my journey, the more everything for me is about energy. So like you say, it's not ever coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of how is that energy going to serve you? How is it going to impact your energy? Um, And, you know, it's everything from kind of who you socialize with, who you even, even without having sex with someone, you can be around someone and they are, you know, what Christian Northrup calls energy vampires. And, you know, drain your energy. So it's an energetic thing more than a judgment on someone sleeping with, you know, someone random. It's how's that person going to impact your energy? And I, I don't know if you've ever um, come across the book um, Wild Power by um, uh, Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer. They're here in the UK. They wrote this book, which was my initiation really in understanding about charting my menstrual cycle and um, really kind of connecting with myself on that level and they say something in the book that is so powerful it's just (laughs) the most simple quote but so powerful they say when a woman is when a woman is turned on she's powerful and I think everything you've just spoken about really kind of speaks to that because the, the 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 raising of our vibration of our energetic vibration through pleasure, when we experience pleasure, we raise our energetic vibration and therefore we become resonant with higher vibrational situations and people. So it makes sense that if you are experiencing those levels of pleasure, say as a single person, and then you know you raise your vibration, you're going to attract a much more high vibrational partner than potentially you did before. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your courses or salons, as you, salons as you call them. Um, they are pretty life changing. How many have you got? There's quite a few, right? There's five main ones. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you're about to. You're, you're very close to launching um, Kung Fu Vagina, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> which is just mind blowing about what you can. Let's start here. Why do Kegels not work? Right. So the original Kegel exercise that Dr. Kegel invented in 1947 to assist women with repairing urinary incontinence involved putting a device inside the vagina that she would contract against. And that creates feedback and resistance in the vagina. It's called the Kegel perineometer. And using that, he had a 90% success rate with his work. And then over the years, for some reason, 
reason, you know, doctors modified the exercise and just said, look, you can clench your vagina, but you don't have to put anything in it. And I personally think it's because they're just terrified to tell women to put something in their vaginas. It just seems so And so immediately the effectiveness tanked 50% and it's been tanking ever since, right? The stats in America, according to Yale, are that, you know, 60% of women have urinary incontinence issues. 50% of women after childbirth experience pelvic organ prolapse. Like it's, it's dismal, right? Something is not working out there. So the jade egg notion that I referenced before, this Taoist practice of putting an egg carved, like piece of jade carved in the shape of an egg. There's a hole drilled through it with a string. You put the egg in the vagina, the string comes out and you can attach objects to the string. And so you have that mechanism of feedback and resistance, just like lifting weights, right? If you went to the gym and then just like laid down next to a barbell and didn't do anything to it and got up and it's like, okay, I'm done my workout versus like, you know, there's like a sequence of sets and reps and conscious working out one's going to get you results and the other one isn't. And so the Kegel that people talk about this air guitar, you know, clenching your vagina at random in the wind, isn't even a Kegel. It's a lie. It's a, it's a misnomer. And so the Jade egg is actually the most similar to the original, original effective Kegel exercise. And it works, you know, I've had women who've suffered from urinary incontinence for decades and eradicate it in one week. You know, that's how effective it is. And most vaginas are numb, right? When we talk about, let's say, even women who, oh, it's no big deal that we don't have sex, I would guarantee they have numb vaginas, right? And so if you can't feel very much in your vagina, why would you bother having sex? I get it, right? Like, why would you want to have sex? Um, But when your vagina is awakened and feels alive and sensitive and pleasurable, then you want to have sex all the time. And that's what happens with women who Mm. practice with the jade egg. So your jade egg um, pack or kit is, I actually should have brought it down. It's up in my bedroom. I should have brought it so we could show it on the video, but it's so beautiful, first of all, like, the packaging and the gorgeous little bag it comes in so you can you know do put stuff in there so you can weight lift with your vagina um and the silk thread and just everything about how you've created it is so beautiful and you take us through cleansing the egg as well you know energetically um before using it and the exercise because I've come across jade eggs I actually had one already before I did your course and got yours um but your I wasn't doing it right <laughs> basically and your lessons within kung fu vagina are something I've never heard uh, you know I, I wasn't guided in that way before in how to use it properly so from doing this it feels like like you say, you know, going to the gym, you don't just kind of do nothing with, you know, move your bicep without holding something in your arm. So now it makes sense and increase And my husband loves watching. It's hilarious, but you know, increasing <laughs> the weights in the bag. And then you feel great about yourself. Cause you're like, I've exercised my vagina. I've got like a great tight vagina that works properly, you know? Um, and so the exercises that you take us through, um, have just, and, and I did after having my son, after my daughter was an amazing home birth, but after having my son, I did have a slight prolapse and um, that's all but gone now. And I just love the exercises. But what I love in the courses as well 
is the visualizations and the meditations because this isn't just a practice for the physical it's integrating the entire our entire being and uh, that's why I love your work because it really is this holistic approach um can you explain kind of what else is involved in kung fu vagina and who it's for and what they will gain from it and really kind of the type of women that that need to be doing this salon Right. Well, it's really for everyone. Like we have women in their twenties who are, or even like teens who come in and they want to learn this information mm-hmm. up to their seventies who don't want to be on hormones and they've been given this terrible prognosis, you know, and they don't have to be on hormones and they can get their natural lubrication back to, you know, women in their thirties and forties who may have had children or maybe not women who've had sexual trauma and just women who may not identify any major issues. They just want to optimize, right. And have a kick-ass vagina. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't? doesn't? Or they hear, oh, really? I can have cervical orgasms. And again, like most women, if they're not actively working out their vagina, they have a numb vagina. And because so much of that numbness can be internalized through trauma. And as we've talked about different beliefs that we absorb in the culture at large is that, yeah, the approach isn't just here's some exercises, go nuts. It's looking at the whole being, like how are we energetically impacted? How can we clear traumatic experiences from our system? How can we self-pleasure more consciously? How do we give ourselves a yoni massage so that we can map out every millimeter and get to know every millimeter of our anatomy? What are the different parts and you know areas of our vagina that can have orgasms? What about our breasts? Let's learn this incredible breast massage to really own and inhabit the breast. And so the whole course really is this journey about expunging any potential demons or sources of disconnection that we have to our sexual selves and then fully owning them in a very powerful way. And as I mentioned earlier, learning how to use our sexual energy as a creative power source. And so, yes, it's everything from guided visualizations to journaling to all kinds of different home play exercises using the egg self-pleasuring self-massage techniques and yeah becoming conscious occupants of our bodies and our sexuality and learning to work with that energy and create ourselves and our lives I love that you said that you have teens even come on the course yeah I can imagine that engaging in this kind of work as a teen actually shifts your entire perception around sex and your sexuality and I would hazard a guess that probably a lot of people think that then it will make them too promiscuous Um, but I would personally think through knowing what I know through this work now that actually it would just encourage that that knowing that inner knowing about their body and 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 almost the opposite of promiscuity as in like having sex with just whoever without actually fully embodying that but knowing themselves when you know yourself sexually you choose the right partners you attract the right partners you enjoy sex and I can imagine that any teen who engages in that and starts understanding about their body will be far more educated on sex and therefore make the right decisions around it Absolutely. It fosters that self-knowledge and autonomy. And I look at so much of what's out there in the world for teenagers and porn and this emphasis on casual experiences. And 
yeah, you're right. Like the opposite happens is that they cultivate the self-confidence and self-knowledge and they make better choices. They're not mm. just coming to peer pressure or what they think someone should do or a person pressuring them. They're actually coming from their own truth with a really powerful, with self-esteem right? With confidence and being able to assert their needs because they know their needs rather than be completely connect, disconnected from them. So, you know, I have even like mothers and daughters, someone posted on my Instagram the other day, like it's a Palestinian woman and her daughter, like she's in, you know, full gear. And, um, they posted that she learns the content with her daughter. She studies it with her teenage daughter. And I was just so moved by that, you know, that that's anyone all over the world is, you know, well fucked all around the world, right? And blasting through the sexual ignorance and taking on this information. So I love seeing that as well. Like when women sharing these, this content with their daughters and doing the course with them so that they can model. And I mean, you're, you are the source as the parent, you are the source of that education for your child. And if you don't educate your child, somebody else will. Right. right? And by educate, I mean, lead them astray. (laughs) Totally. It's such an important thing. I was, you know, like I said, that wild power was kind of my initiation into charting my cycle, understanding my cycle, really starting to connect with that part of myself, you know, my feminine power. And I was so happy when I had a daughter to know that I could impart that wisdom onto her. And almost this, this level of, wow, I get to rewrite history now, you know, we get to create something new with girls moving forward. And like, what a privilege, how incredible. I just find that so powerful. Yeah. Um, uh, Kung Fu Vagina, let's just to go back to that because it is opening two days after this episode airs. Um, Can you, and you are hosting a webinar um, so that you can talk about what will actually be happening on Kung Fu Vagina. um, And that's on January the 25th, right? I would have to look at my phone, but I believe it's the Monday, the week after the salon opens. So yeah, incredible. So I'm going to put all the details for the salon in the show notes. So if people want to get more information about that or sign up to that straight away, it will be open two days after this airs. Um, I'm interested in in giving people information about your other courses as well, because something very powerful that you run is your sexual mastery for men. Yes. So that's the, I run a couple of classes for women, vaginal Kung Fu and how to be a well-fucked woman and then coming together for couples and and sexual mastery for men and then a holistic pregnancy and orgasmic childbirth class as well called sexy mama so sexual mastery for men is a wonderful deep dive into all things sexual mastery for men so everything from their ability to build stamina to cock strengthening and lengthening exercises and Um, techniques for pleasuring women and owning their masculine energy right now I would say that there's a big war on the masculine and a real effort to extinguish it and I'm the opposite I love masculine men and if women are really being honest so do they and so really encouraging that strength and power and dominance to emerge and be cultivated in men so yeah I love that class I love the breed of men who are interested in that and helping them find that and 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 encouraging them to be in that space 
I mean, the practices that my husband has learned have been life-changing. Everything from kind of, you know, the the how to pleasure a woman to, you know, lengthening your uh, the amount of time you can go on for. To, so these are all things that can be learned. You know, it's not just a case of this is how I made and, you know, that's that. And I think these practices are incredible for all men. So thank you for that. <laughs> glad to hear <laughs> um how often should women self-pleasure it depends like if you have been in a plateau for a long time I would encourage you to take on a 30-day challenge where every single day you are self-pleasuring and that doesn't mean you have to get to orgasm every time you do but spending enough time and you'll know what that means right of hitting a certain threshold of pleasure with yourself Mm -hmm. um apart from that I would say if you're single three, maybe four times a week. If you are coupled, you know, same thing, three or four times a week. I mean, if not daily is the ideal amount of sex to be having. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. So (laughs) I can imagine I'm going to get a lot of messages through about this because it's so different to what we're used to hearing, right? What are you used to hearing? I don't I, know. I mean, like, yeah, probably not you. <laughs> probably not what you're used to hearing. But you know that self-pleasure isn't something women engage in that often. Um, you know, especially if in a relationship, I think a lot of women self-pleasure after they've had sex because they haven't orgasmed, um, but not something to do as a practice necessarily. Right. It's great self-knowledge, right? And self-awareness, whether you're in a relationship or not, but especially if these different ideas I'm talking about are foreign to you of deeper vaginal orgasms and having a high libido and having painless, pleasurable periods and menopause. Like to me, that that's the norm, right? Like mm-hmm. the other things of pain and discomfort and struggle have all been normalized, but they're yeah. not normal. No, a hundred percent. And I, I often speak about this too, you know, in terms of our hormones and menopause and, you know, we, we should absolutely should not be going through these traumatic births, traumatic menopauses where we're just suffering for years on end. And it's so amazing that this information is there now. And, you know, if women choose to, they can step into it fully and embody that. And cause I always say, you know, I work with women from of all ages, but I always talk about preparing for menopause way before you ever reach that. And I think that's just the, I guess, the problem with society generally is we wait for, we're not living through a preventative approach. So we wait for something to happen. And then we kind of just try to do the band-aid thing. We try to fix it when it happens, as opposed to finding ways to make sure that we can, that we don't have to deal with any suffering when it gets in. And, and I think that, uh, pleasure is a massive part I know I'm a big fan of Dr Christiane Northrup and she talks about this a lot of how you know women experiencing pleasure is contributes to an easier menopause easier transition absolutely I mean there's cultures in the world who don't even have a word for menopause because Mm -hmm. they don't experience it as anything negative or any kind of difficult transition it's just a blip on the radar Mm -hmm. and I would say for people in my work it's the same thing right where they just if they're properly tapping into their sexual energy and they are well fucked and they are living in this sexual you know radiance then it's not it's not an issue 
Same thing with difficult periods or PMS. To me, those things are all symptomatic of stuck and stagnant sexual energy. The reproductive ailments that manifest as symptoms that people think are just normal or random, they're not. They are a direct result of how much we're occupying that life force, right? If we if we divide, divorce it from any kind of moral judgment and just strictly look at it as life force energy, right? I know it's hard to because we're so it's so obscured by the culture at large, this effort to distort what sexual energy really is. But if we just pare it down to life force energy, if you were constantly ignoring that energy and shutting off that energy and, you know, even being like destructive towards that energy, what would happen? You would wither away. Well, that's exactly what happens to people, exactly what happens to their reproductive organs. It's, it's just the barometer. And so when people are truly inhabiting that energy, like I said, it just picks up and enlivens and revitalizes every part of our body and every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Okay. Rapid fire round all about you. It's called, are you ready? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's five. And the first one is always the same which is wellness is feeling the best, feeling your best, feeling at home in your own body and your own self. Mm, I love that. Uh, Something people get wrong about you. I actually have no idea because I don't really take in perceptions in that way so I really don't know oh, well that was great <laughs> <laughs> um one thing all women should be starting right now jade egg practice oh amazing yeah with your jade egg kit specifically because it is another level right yeah <laughs> that's my but, that's but my said, that's my guidance well what what you said earlier like there's people since they become so popularized at the courtesy of my vagina you know they're <laughs> everywhere now and people sell them just as eggs and they tell you to just wear your egg around all day go shopping mm-hmm. with your egg in like it's all ridiculously frankly stupid information and wrong where it's just like i said like wandering into the gym and like doing cartwheels all over the gym and doing snow angels on the floor and thinking you had a workout right it's ludicrous and so you actually need to figure out how to use sets and reps and weights and machines to have a proper workout. And that's what I teach. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it is, it is a totally different education to the other stuff that I had come across before when it came to jade eggs. Um, Other than orgasms, (laughs) what's your favorite way to treat yourself? surfing and or being in nature that's really nice Uh, and lastly what are you most enchanted by in a person integrity Mm -hmm. and genius yeah same okay kim thank you so much i've enjoyed every second of this i'm excited for everyone to check you out and check out your courses um and just thank you for your wisdom my pleasure it's been lovely talking to you thank you for having me You're so welcome. 
If you haven't yet heard, I have just released a free, yes, free journaling course. If you've always wanted to try journaling but just don't know where to start, or you've been hearing how powerful journaling can be but you just don't understand why, or you want to create a daily practice that enhances your life but you just need a little support in doing that without it costing you anything, this course will do all that for you. It is packed with content that will show you just why journaling is important, how to do it, where to start and how to make it work for you. It is completely free and that is as a way for me to pay it forward because journaling really is one of the most integral parts of my growth practice and I want to give that to you. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to get the course sent directly to your inbox. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reconditioned. I am honestly so grateful to each and every person that tunes in. Thank you also for taking responsibility for your own well-being. You should know that just by choosing to listen to podcasts like this that further your well-being, you're moving more deeply into abundance consciousness. Now, don't forget, I have a bunch of free resources over at laurenvacneen.co.uk, as well as every recommendation you could ever need in regards to your well-being on the LV Recommends page, all categorized for your ease. Thank you also to our sponsors. These episodes would not be possible without them, so make sure to check them out and get some pretty awesome discounts on the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get updated each time a new one is released. Thank you. I appreciate Appreciate you. Reconditioned is proud to be working with Women for Women International, a charity that supports women survivors of war in eight war-torn countries around the world. You can help a woman survivor of war transform her life today by visiting womenforwomen.org.uk forward slash donate.